0: How's it going, pickleball world? Welcome to Third Shot, the podcast where we are bringing the pickleball community together and growing the game internationally. Uncle, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How are you doing,
0: Bridge? I'm doing well. Excited for the show, Russ. What's going on with you?
2: I, I'm doing all right over here. I'm, I'm picking my shot. Actually, I'm trying to figure out like what to do. Um, I, is it is it bad if it's coffee?
0: mine's coffee we cannot do a shot of coffee
1: coffee shot (laughs) should we do a three-way shot of coffee today yes there we go agreed get your (laughs) coffee
0: shots ready here we go Got um join us for our first shot here we go cheers
1: cheers
2: now we are awake ready to go exactly i didn't burn my mouth so it's all good energized (laughs) even better
0: (laughs) So last week, we shared some resolutions, and Russ shared with us um, a personal one as well as a pickleball-related one. His personal one is to get out on Wednesdays to go mm-hmm, see the wonderful mm-hmm. world of the Bay Area where he's at. But I think we kind of skipped over what our personal ones are. Is that right, Uncle?
1: Yeah, we didn't get to share that. Uh, I want to share with the world you know, what we're working on. and. What's working for us, what's not working for us. And that's why we have resolutions, right? We want to change some things in our lives.
0: Exactly. And if we speak it into existence, it'll happen this year, right?
1: (laughs) It will be. (laughs) It will be.
0: So what are you thinking about for 2023?
1: I have been challenged with not sleeping well. And this has been Mm. something that I have been dealing with now probably for the last year or so. But more um, more since I got sick, actually, <laughs> um, recently during the holidays, I got sick and I just since that time have not been able to sleep. And that's really what spurred me on to make this a resolution because I feel it impacting my pickleball life and, and just normal life where I just don't have the energy. So I want to figure out what is a good program for me to help me sleep now. I was sharing this with Russ earlier. I found this video of a guy that says, hey, if you kind of get in the horse stands, you know, the horse stands where you're, you're, your feet a little wider apart than your, your shoulders and you're squatting yeah. down. And if you pat, like aggressively pat your thighs for 30 seconds while you're in that stance and you do that for 30 minutes prior to you going to sleep, it'll help you sleep through the night. It's not going it, to, it's not going to affect when you fall asleep or help you fall asleep better, but it'll help you have a sustained sleep through the entire evening. And that's one of the things that I've been challenged with is I fall asleep fairly easy, but then I wake up an hour or two hours later, and then mm-hmm. I have a heck of a time falling back to sleep because I'm thinking and I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about all different things like the, the, the shot that I missed you know, earlier that day (laughs) down the line (laughs) and work stuff, everything just kind of starts creeping in and I can't fall asleep. So I am focused on trying some different sleep techniques that will help me fall asleep and stay asleep through the entire evening. So I get a nice restful, get that, get that, you know, eight hours if possible. But even if I get less than that, it's a restful sleep. So I'm ready to start the next morning.
0: That's a good one. Uh, I am curious about that leg slapping technique, though. So you're gonna have to keep us updated. Send us some videos of of the night routine.
1: I don't know if anybody wants to watch me slap my thighs, but um, I will. I will keep everybody updated on it because I don't want to like get hooked on like sleeping pills or you know those mm-hmm. types of things. I want to try to do it naturally if possible.
0: Yeah. So what is that having? Real quick, having a um, like a very strict routine. So like every night, if you start your bedtime routine at the same time and then reducing uh, light in your room. So if you've got your phone, like make sure that it's face down so that the little lights when the notifications go off doesn't wake you up. Uh, But yeah, I hope it I hope it works out.
1: But if I turn off my phone, how am I going to reply to all the people that are, pot, you know, that are Instagramming me, <laughs> asking me about the show in in Asia? You know what? We just got our first listener in Sweden. I don't know if uh, if you saw that or not, but you know what? Am I going to do? And you know they're they're ahead of us by so many hours. They're <laughs> yeah, replying they to, to me at up, like midnight or one in the morning. I can't ignore them. Of course, I'm going to have to you know reply to their comments.
0: Yeah. True. You know got to sacrifice, right?
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what are you working on, Bridge?
0: So mine this year is going to try to be less wasteful. I was oh. kind of like assessing my daily behaviors over the past year. And um, the first thing that I had thought of was I waste a lot of food. Um, I am have this really bad habit of thinking I'm going to eat leftovers the next day and hanging on to them or buying groceries, you know, notorious for leaving those vegetables in my vegetable drawer for way too long. Um, And so That kind of sparked this idea of I can be less wasteful. And then I was thinking, well, how else in my life can I be less wasteful? And um, money, you know, I buy coffee. I have coffee at home. Why the heck am I going to Starbucks today? (laughs) You know, just trying to keep them in business or something. But um, so Yeah, like we needed
1: our help to stay in business.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Money, food, and then time is my last one that I'm going to try to be less wasteful catch myself scrolling through um so many pickleball videos on on Instagram, TikTok. Oh my gosh. Um so just kind of being more conscious of how I am wasting these resources in my life and cutting back on it.
1: I don't know if that's a waste. I think that's research.
0: You know, I can justify that. <laughs> pickleball videos only. Any other videos, cut those out. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, when we are together, nothing goes to waste as far as food goes, because whatever you leave on your plate, I usually go, hey, Bridgie, you can eat that? You (laughs) you mind passing that over my way? I I don't mind helping you out there. I don't want you to waste. I'm helping you (laughs) with your resolution here.
0: It's much appreciated. You are welcome to eat my leftovers anytime.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Russ, what do we got for learning more today?
2: Yeah, well, I've I've got a great question here. and Actually, this... It ties along nicely with what Bridgie's talking about here. What I've noticed is because I'm following the show on Instagram is now I'm getting all these different pickleball articles within my feed. Right? So like, you know, I guess the algorithms are are recognizing that I uh I I have an interest in pickleball now. So I got an article. and this is an older article but it's from uh, pickler which I guess is a you know a, a, a news uh, site about pickleball uh, they did an article about how nude pickleball is catching on at, at various uh, <laughs> resorts right. uh, yeah yeah I, I, I don't I don't know it seems it seems a little scary to me um but <laughs> they're they're out there uh playing. Nude pickleball. Now, I, that's not something that I want to do. I, I want to wear the proper attire. We talked about shoes in a previous episode. What I realized is like, okay, well, I can get the pickleball shoes, but what about the rest of the outfit? Am I wearing sweats? Am I wearing shorts? Like, what am I wearing? Because I'm not going to do the nude pickleball
1: thing. Well, that's good to hear, Russ, because uh, I, <laughs> not that I'm insulting how you look in any way, but I was concerned that the algorithms were reading more nude than pickleball. And that's why are getting that speed. I wasn't
2: sure. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> But yeah, so seriously though, what what should I, uh, what should I wear when playing pickleball? I'm, I'm, I mean, is it going to, am I going to get too hot with like sweats or, I mean, are we talking like shorts and a t-shirt? Like what's, what's the typical uh, apparel?
0: I think it depends on the weather really. Um, and then if it's freezing, then I layer up big time because right now in Vegas, it's probably like. 40s to 50s and I need sweatpants. There's no way I can be out there in in shorts or my regular like skirt that I'll wear, but I need pants. I need a sweatshirt, but I try to wear looser material on top so that my arms don't feel like they're confined because you'll be moving around a lot. Um, So something kind of loose fitting and you know, gym attire, anything that you, you feel comfortable moving around and being active in.
1: Okay. I agree with the whole weather thing. You know, when it's cold, I'm I'm putting sweats on. Uh, What I disagree with is I'm wearing the tightest dang t-shirt to show how ripped I am. (laughs) What's,
2: what good is a six pack if nobody sees it? Right. I mean, maybe you should consider one of these resorts.
1: The only six pack I'm concerned about, I'm drinking, and it's not, I'm not seeing it in the mirror. So, (laughs) but maybe, you know, after talking to our guest, uh, I will be, you know, working towards a six pack because when we come back from break, we have a licensed nutritionist, Kara Zahler. Is joining us. And she is not only a nutritionist, but she's really into exercise. And I think everybody's going to find her information extremely, extremely helpful for their pickleball and just their general lives. And yeah, maybe after working with Kara, I will have that six pack. So please uh, come back after the break to have Kara Dallas. Do you want to feel your best both on and off the pickleball court? Then you need to set up a consultation with Kara Zaller, licensed nutritionist. She will take your health to the next level and have you dressed for success, which includes a comprehensive plan that addresses your diet, recovery, exercise, stress, and supplements. Don't settle for less. Schedule your appointment today by calling Kara at 410-707-1691 or emailing her at fuel4u at zeller.com that's f-u-e-l the number four the letter u at cara c-a-r-a-z-a-l-l-e-r.com and mention the third shot podcast for 20 dollars off your first session welcome back to third shot If you haven't already done so, you hear me do this every show, please go to our social media, Instagram and Facebook, where you can find us at Third Shot Podcast or on Twitter at Third Shot Pod. So we always appreciate all your feedback and you've been giving us some fantastic comments. So please keep it coming. So today, Bridgie and I are so excited to be joined by Kara Zoller, a licensed nutritionist. Welcome, Kara.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: How's it going today?
3: It's going great. Great start to the morning.
1: Yeah, sounded like you've been uh, watching some pickleball.
3: Watching and playing. I got to play a couple hours this morning in the open play, so I had some good matches going, and then in between, if I had to sit out, I'd go watch some of the pros.
1: Nice, nice. Well, as tradition on our show, we are going to start this segment off by doing our shot. So cheers, everybody.
3: Cheers.
1: Before we get to our first question, Kara, I gotta ask, what are you drinking?
3: Oh, I'm drinking fire brewed immune apple cider vinegar shot with lots of immune booster herbs in there.
0: We could have used that last month, huh, Uncle.
3: Yes, I us could us have. Sick.
1: <laughs> I got sick, so yeah, I needed some some immunity.
3: Oh, I don't we have patience be on the sidelines, so this this stuff keeps me in play anytime. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, we should start incorporating those types of shots into our show. Yeah, definitely. All right. So our first question for you, um, we are very interested in hearing your pickleball story. How long have you been playing and how did you get introduced into the sport? All right. Well,
3: I've been playing for just just about a year. Um, I came from a tennis background. Um, I never really played USTA competitively, but I played on summer leagues and just for fun. And a couple of my neighbors kept telling me, you have to try pickleball. You'll love it. And I kept pushing it off for a long time, actually, because I kept hearing that it was a retired person. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I'm not ready for that. No way. You know, I'm a hard-charging athlete. I, you know, did six years of uh, triathlons. I, you know, competed in tennis. I just did bodybuilding shows. I'm like, I'm not doing some pickleball thing. So finally, I broke down, and I said, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I went, and I played, and it was the pretty much typical, much older-than-me crowd, and it was fun. Um, but then I ended up meeting some guy, uh, Dave Gardner, who happens to be actually a tennis pro, and uh, he was super into playing singles. So we started playing singles, and then all of a sudden, I got my you know energy with the, the hard-charging sport because he was... Super amazing, or still is, and and it just gave me a huge workout, and I loved it. But the best thing about pickleball, as far as the um, the group that I became involved with, is that it gave me an entire pickleball community, which was really the thing that kept bringing me back. So when I played the doubles, it wasn't as much as the exercise, because I barely accumulated like many steps on my little tracker. But it was like, literally, I call them now my pickleball family, and I had just sent all three of my boys off to college all at once. So it was like a new community for me. So I got, I got the best of both worlds. I got a community playing pickleball and I got the athleticism playing Dave and Singles. So that's my story.
1: I think you and I are in the same boat because my two daughters are off to college now and the pickleball community is kind of my new family. I've, in fact, I'm going to go play tonight. The, a lot of my good friends that I've learned and to play pickleball with uh, are going to be there and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um I have a, this is actually a question that you just kind of spurred in my mind. I was thinking so you track your steps. Mm-hmm. Like how many steps do you typically do playing singles versus doubles?
3: A lot different, a lot different. So when I, I, I recently did a bodybuilding show in October and I had to accumulate at least 10 to 15,000 steps a day. And if I would go out on the court playing doubles for about two to three hours, I maybe would get four to 5,000 at most. Okay. And, cool. and I get twice as much playing in half the amount of time playing singles. Really? Oh, wow. So, yeah. You're getting well, I mean,
1: twice I mean, as many I mean, steps in half the time playing singles versus doubles.
3: Yeah, but that's the difference between someone going out for a very casual walk versus someone going for a run. So when you're playing doubles, you know, you're only covering half the court and when I play with this older crowd, you know, I can hit a serve, they might miss it, and all I'm doing is walking the, the biggest distance is walking from the right side of the court to the left side serving right or left and there's you know there's some up and back but there isn't that much action if I'm playing singles I am sprinting all out to the corners to the front to the back nonstop the whole time and you're playing the whole time versus you know a lot of times where you're playing doubles you might not be in some points at all right it just hits your opponent and then you're not moving barely at all so, right. yeah, well,
1: it, it's obvious to us that you are a passionate person. And uh, I want to know, like, where did the passion for nutrition come from?
3: Oh, wow. So I actually started my journey as a systems analyst because I got my MBA in finance and computers. But at the same time, I was teaching fitness classes. And no matter where I was, even in the job itself, people would ask, what, what do you eat? what do you eat? What do you eat? And I was like, God, like, why does everybody want to know what I eat? And so I started getting some fitness certifications in nutrition and it just sort of built one upon another. And then I started seeing people for counseling for free because you know, that wasn't my main job. And then uh, at some point when I started having kids, I said, you know what, maybe I'll go back to school. So I did, I went back and I got a master's in nutrition and uh, decided to open up my own practice. And that's the very, very short version of the whole story (laughs) of how I got there. yeah, So that is just something that I've been super passionate about um, for a really long time.
0: I love that. Um, The fact that you went back to school, even because myself, after I finished my master's, oh man, it's tough to even just think about going back to school in itself. Um, But I was kind of curious because I've always thought about maybe seeing a nutritionist just because I'm one who kind of has struggled with eating. I'd like to eat everything. I'm a foodie. When uncle comes out and visits me here in Vegas, that's that's kind of our go-to thing to do, right?
1: It gets scary, Kara. It gets scary, it gets scary <laughs> when we get it's
0: together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for so- people like us who've never been to a nutritionist, can you share with us what someone can expect when they start working with a nutritionist? Like you track your food, is it weekly meetings? Kind of give us the rundown.
3: Yeah, so I have a pretty lengthy intake form. So a, am more of what they call holistic nutritionist. So I don't just look at, what you eat in a day. I'm going to look at everything. So I'm going to get a history of like any family history. If you're taking medications, I want to know which medications because they deplete certain nutrients. So I want to know what you might be lacking. I will do a comprehensive analysis of all your blood work that if you had like a recent physical, um, along with that intake form is going to be a three-day food, sleep, and poop journal because i want to know what comes in and what goes out um so it's pretty comprehensive and most people really they just write it out you know and they don't the first session i don't really need to know exactly how many grams of everything you're eating i need to more general you know this is what i ate for breakfast and this is about the time i ate it this is the time i went to sleep you know maybe i don't feel rested and it's a bunch of symptom sections. And the symptom sections on that sheet is going to be based upon organ systems or body systems. So I will know just based upon your systems, do I need to address your blood sugar, your adrenal health, as in like your stress bucket? Um, Maybe it's your large intestine, your small intestine, whichever else, those symptoms will start to manifest in a different organ system. So I can prioritize how we're going to work together from the beginning. So certain systems We attack first and then we address the others later in sessions. So I get a lot of data up front first session we meet and I go over everything. Maybe just ask some more detailed type questions and then depending where the person is, whether they're like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm ready for an overhaul of everything. I will do anything and everything you say. I will go for it for them. Now the others, I have plenty of people that are saying, you know, I'm just not ready for much of a change. I really need to take baby steps. I don't do well with change. And then I have to give them very small but attainable goals just so that they can reach in their time. Maybe it's two to five years, their optimal health, because if I give them any more, then they just call it quits. And that's the worst thing for me is some progress is better than no progress. So as long as I keep moving them ahead and, it's basically like learning a new language, right? So first, when you're learning a new language, you have to learn all the letters. So I do a lot of education on, well, what does your body need in a day? You know, what, when you get up in the morning, your body has an agenda. What nutritional needs do we need to meet? And then we can talk about all your fun foods that you might be interested <laughs> in, in enjoying and things like that. But once we meet your nutritional needs, right, so that you want to feel and perform optimally, you need to meet those first and then anything extra that's depending upon your goals. So after that big session, I will write up a detailed analysis of everything we talked about, you know, the goals, maybe I'll list in sections of supplements that I met, might recommend, especially based upon their either lab work or their medications that they're taking. They're not sure that these medications are depleting vital nutrients, and then I'll schedule a session within two weeks. And it's two weeks because It'll take them some time to get rolling. And then during that next week, they're gonna come up with a lot of questions. Like, can I have this? Should I not have this? What about this? And and instead of having to like dodge a hundred texts, I say two weeks time and then we'll address (laughs) it all there. And then, because I said, look, you know, it's your journey. We don't need to worry about all these details just yet. So about every two weeks, initially we do the two weeks, then maybe three weeks and then once a month, really until they feel like they're ready to go on their own. And then typically people come to see me once a year, sometimes just because they get their annual blood work and they really want to know what it is because Hmm. the doctors aren't going to give that analysis. They're just basically going, Oh, you won't die tomorrow. Don't worry. You're good. You know? And also the lab ranges are not the optimal ranges. So we want to know like, well, your vitamin D status, for example, if, is it at the very bottom of the range? Well, that's not really optimal for someone, that's say, who's playing pickleball or, you know, is an athlete. We want to be in the optimal range for all of the lab values. So I'll help assess those kinds of things.
1: That's so interesting about, you know, having the right range for a pickleballer, because one of the things we talked about before, Russ asked this great question. We have a learning more segment where Russ is always learning more about pickleball. One of the things he asked me was, what do you eat before you play pickleball? And Um, you know, my answer was it kind of depends on what time of day, if I'm playing first thing in the morning, I eat something different versus afternoon versus evening. And I'm just curious, since we have you, let's take advantage of this opportunity. What do you (laughs) recommend people eating for the different times of day that they might be playing the game?
3: Yeah. Well, it also depends on, are they playing doubles? Are they playing singles? Um, and what their diet was before versus what they're gonna, what I might recommend now. So for me uh, personally, five days a week I'm lifting weights earlier in the morning. So I will have a refueling um, meal then, and then shortly after that I'm on the pickleball court for up to three, four hours at a time. So my diet might be a little bit different than someone else who is getting up. Maybe they have some breakfast, and then they're going to play pickleball very casually and they're not expending that much energy in that aspect, they don't really need anything quote unquote special to play pickleball, right? Because they're, you know, although some of the older folks that is a lot of exercise for them just to be out there, you know, in relative sense to what, you know, how I feel versus them. So the the biggest thing is that they want to have protein, you know, so protein is going to help repair and uh, fuel some of the activity, but Carbohydrates is basically their fuel source. But they don't want to have things that are going to spike their blood sugar and have them crash in the middle of a game. So that's the worst thing is that they're going to eat something, let's say, super processed. They eat it. They feel good for a short time. Their blood sugar comes crashing down. Now they're tired on the court, and they're ready and being what they call hangry. Are you (laughs) familiar with that? Right? Because their blood blood, um, sugar is now crashed, and they're hungry and they're angry and they need to have food immediately, right? So to me, that person needs my help initially to fix their diet, but that's the where we don't want. We want to make sure we have a meal that keeps our blood sugar in balance, but fuels us at the same time.
1: Well, one of the great things about you, Cara, is you make learning and getting better about people's nutrition fun. And we need to go to break, but when we come back from break, I want to get into how you teach it and make it so exciting and fun where, you know, it is a mindset and you're changing people's mindset to want to improve their nutrition. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about that.
0: Do you want to feel your best both on and off the pickleball court? Then you need to set up a consultation with Kara Zoller, licensed nutritionist. She will take your health to the next level and have you dressed for success which includes a comprehensive plan that addresses your diet, recovery, exercise, stress, and supplements. Don't settle for less. Schedule your appointment today by calling Kara at 410-707-1691 or emailing her at feel at That's F-U-E-L, the number four, the letter U, at C-A-R-A-Z-A-L-L-E-R.com. And mention the Third Shot podcast for $20 off your first session.
1: Thanks for coming back to Third Shot, the podcast that brings the pickleball community together. Check out our website, thirdshotpodcast.com for our latest episodes, blogs, photo gallery. We'll definitely have a link to Tara's website, a lot of cool information on our website. And while you're there, please listen to one of the shows, review us, give us five stars, start following the show, help us grow this community. It all helps. So uh, that's what I love about Pickleball community. We're all there to support each other and we appreciate all of your support. So before we went to break, Kara, well, you were talking a little bit about how you make it fun. And, and Bridgie has a great oh bef- oh, what am I doing? We what have are you not doing? A, we haven't done our third <laughs> shot yet. I, I'm, I'm, I'm out of control today.
0: I'm just too excited. <laughs> I am
1: too excited. I can't wait to hear what Kara's gonna say next. Okay, so before <laughs> we move to it, everybody join me for
0: our third shot. Cheers. 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 Now we are ready to hear more (laughs) from Kara about all the amazing things that she's got going on. Uh, She has this passion for nutrition, but also pickleball and playing. And she has created um, a new board game that combines nutrition with fun. Um, So if you could tell us more about this creative game, it's called Go Paleo, and it's the first paleolithic lifestyle oriented board game.
3: Yeah, so... This, this was created when my kids were all running around, playing some games of tag, and I don't remember who said it first, but it sort of sparked this interest that I said, wouldn't it be great if I can help teach nutrition in a fun, family-oriented way um, through some type of game? And this actually sparked interest because I would prepare these amazing lunches to my kids for school, and all of the other, you know, teachers would be like, oh, can your mom make us food? And and you know, they would t- report back saying, you know, this kid had this in their lunch and I know that's bad. And and my kids are like looking <laughs> around other kids' lunches and seeing how awful their food is. And I said, This this needs to be in someone's home. So I created basically it looks more like Candyland. So it's, you know, you, you have the pieces and you go along a board game, but This time you are landing on different types of food. So if you land on something, let's say that looks like a cow, then we have to identify, is this an animal protein? Is this nuts, seeds, or fruits or vegetables? And that's where paleo is. It basically comes down to any food that you basically can find in nature. So that's why that's the paleolithic part of it. And if you land on that and you identify that it's, you know, a cow or beef, Then you get a puzzle piece and as you go along the board you're going to accumulate what's called a paleo plate which is an animal protein fruits vegetables nuts and seeds so they can land on you know something that looks like brussels sprouts they have to identify it Um, and if they identify it correctly they'll get the piece now if they land on something like cookies or cake then they have to get they sent back two spaces and pick up an activity card And the activity card is pictures of someone doing, let's say, um, a push-up or a crab walk or a bear crawl or a a yoga pose, um, anything like that. And there's three levels of fitness. So let's say a kid that's like four years old wants to play. They'll might do, let's say, a push-up on their knees. And then their dad, who wants to get fit, they might have to do a push-up with a clap in between. Mm -hmm. So you can actually get fit at the same time you're playing. And this way it identifies that it says, okay, these are what are called energy draining foods. As in, if you want to have energy, then you're going to eat all the foods that came from nature. And then anything outside of that, that's your processed foods, that requires you to do some exercise for you to get the energy back. And that's how the game is. And you just follow along the pathway until you're, you're at the end.
1: You know, when I was on your website, you have a quote there that you know i love because it says you cannot exercise away a bad diet yeah and your game really incorporates that right it's teaching them the diet plus working in the exercise and going on your instagram account which i encourage everybody to do you're working out you're like you're doing a oh, lot yeah. Of, yeah you're 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 a beast out there you're just you're really yeah. going Talk a little bit about how to mix exercise with nutrition to really optimize the body.
3: Yeah, so when you exercise, that's creating inflammation. So people don't realize that exercise is inflammation. And the last thing you want to do when you're done exercising is eat foods that are also inflammatory. So basically, it's like trying to put fire on a fire if you do that way. But if you go and exercise hard, then you need to reward your body with nourishing foods that basically fights the inflammation. So we were saying before, like protein's essential, your nutrients are essential, there's essential fatty acids. So, you know, a lot of the older folks complain about all their joints creaking and aching. I said, well, what do you do when you, you know, your door squeaks, right? You oil it. Well, what kind of healthy fats are you eating for your oiling of your body? And you don't want to be eating you know oils that are toxic or inflammatory so when you're done exercising the most important thing to do is to deflame the body with nourishing foods that fight inflammation not cause it
0: you've got a lot of great information and i love how educational the game sounds um i'm one for board games for sure so that sounds amazing I think now's a really good time to plug um, your Instagram as well as where somebody can go if they are interested in purchasing this board game.
3: Um, so my Instagram page is um, at fit pro nutritionist. So that combines the whole fitness and um, nutrition in one piece. Cause I, like I said, all types of uh, fitness in there and the board game is um, is on my website, but most people, when they buy it, they just want to contact me because shipping is different for, you know, every place. So I don't have that quite automated yet. So if they want to purchase it, they can just reach out to me through an email, which is on my website and, uh, and purchase it that way.
1: Very cool. Well, a little birdie told me that you might be doing an article for the Dink newsletter. Is yeah. it, I don't know if it's top secret or not, but can you give us a little sneak peek?
3: Yeah, so um, just first coming up with the name of the uh, the article which you're tying into pickleball. So it's basically because of pickleball, you want to stay out of the kitchen. I reverse that, so I say step in the kitchen to maximize your pickleball nutrition. So it's got a little rhyme going on with nutrition, you know that. But um, and we're going to talk about all about. some little bit we already discussed about how to handle your nutrition, maybe before going on to the pickleball court after different um, scenarios. So for example, tournaments, I just played my first tournament a few weeks ago. And, you know, you, you were playing for hours, but not hours at a time. So I played in a singles match, and they were not, you know, one after another. So it's not like, okay, here, you're just dedicated for one hour. And that's all you need to worry about. It was a span of you know, four or five hours. Well, then how do you handle the diet in between matches? Um, because that's a long time to go without eating. So we're going to discuss a little bit more about uh, what are the optimal foods to be eating, what foods that will help fight the inflammation when you're done playing, things like that.
0: We'll have to keep tabs on that. And yeah. we'll post a link as well in our social media um, on Instagram and on Twitter as well so that everybody can find out more information. Um, and also, I have heard, too, that you are an ambassador for Ace Pickleball. So we're using one of their paddles in that tournament that you're in.
3: No, actually, I didn't discover them until, unfortunately, afterwards. And I somehow I was demoing other paddles during that tournament, which I highly recommend that people don't ever do that was you know a newbie mistake (laughs) of a tournament was to to try out a new paddle for a tournament situation um but i would i've been active on instagram and connecting with some people in fact one of the persons had sent me some uh demoed the paddles so i was playing with some of those and then i met someone else at a tournament um and she gave me a couple other paddles to demo and somewhere along the line and I was trying to explain to someone, I like this particular part of this paddle. I like this particular part of that paddle. And next thing I know, I get an Instagram post about Ace Paddle. And I'm looking at it. And I said, that sounds like that answers all my questions. And I reached out and somehow the same guy who I was working with on the Diadem messaged me and said, you're going to love this paddle. And without demoing it at all, I became an ambassador and started using the paddle. And I love it. I Like my my soft game has increased tremendously because I'm more of what they call not really a banger, but a driver um, because I do play singles. So my soft game, that was my critical point that everyone's like, you need to slow it down. And uh, all I just wanted to do was hit the ball really hard. (laughs) And this has helped me be um, able to slow it down and not miss all the time. So I really like it.
1: How exciting. Congratulations on that.
3: Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited for this.
1: <laughs> yeah, so what's 2023 have in store for you?
3: Tournaments and tournaments. I am like ready to attack the tournament, you know, atmosphere. I'm signed up for one at the end of this month in uh, Virginia. Um and then I'm flying actually down to Naples in February, beginning of February to do another just singles tournament there. Um and then hope to play some mixed doubles with uh, my partner Dave. Um but he's at a much higher level for me so um I'm, he's trying to get me up to his level and train me so that we can play more competitively
0: well, so, a yeah, lot,
3: lot, lot of pickleball and uh i work pickleball around my clients so um sometimes i'm not always fully it, that's what's nice about the zoom sessions right because i do a lot of telehealth it's like oh i got my nice sweater or you know shirt put it on over look, now they have no idea that I just got off the pickleball court minutes ago.
0: <laughs> That's great. And we wish you the best of luck in all of your tournaments this next coming year. Yeah, um, and you. again, thank you for joining us today. You've been so informative and all this information has been really inspiring to kind of you know motivate me towards those fitness goals for 2023 myself.
3: Awesome. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure being here.
1: Thanks a lot, Kara. And thank you for joining us at Third Shot, where Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. A special thanks to Kara Zaller for helping us with our nutrition today. Go check out more information about nutrition at karazaller.com. That's C-A-R-A-Z-A-L-L-E-R.com. We'll have a link at the thethirdshotpodcast.com. And while you're there, please share your pickleball stories. Who knows, we may ask you to be a guest on our show. So please support the show by subscribing and we promise to have more amazing guests like Kara in future episodes. Let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game and grow the pickleball community. See you next time
3: at Third Shot Podcast.